0: Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we catch up with Winnipeg Blue Bombers GM Kyle Walters as the free agent list is getting small for the Blue Bombers. Well, what he's got on his plate coming up. We'll also check in with Kristen Campbell, Brandon's own, as she tries to make the national women's hockey team for Team Canada. That's all coming up on the podcast. <laughs> Winnipeg Blue Bombers today signed Jesse Briggs to a contract extension one year for 2021. He's a special teamer. He's been with the team since he was drafted back in 2014. Missed most of the 2019 regular season with injury, but he was back for the whole playoff run and won a great cup with the club. And so that is yet another name off the free agent list. The list keeps shrinking, and the man who is... Behind that list shrinking, one of the important parts of getting that list dwindled down, Kyle Walters is the GM of the Blue Bombers, joins us now. Kyle, good evening to you. Thanks for joining us. Good evening. Thank you. So, you've been uh, pretty busy. Has it uh, gotten less busy over the last few days?
1: Yeah, a little bit different. Shifted the focus to more of the draft work now, but... uh, you know, the heavy lifting from getting the majority of the uh, the guys re-signed that we wanted to, and, and you know, we, we thought, you know, we, we'd try to bring the core back that won that thing and uh, won the Great Cup in 2019, and, you know, they're all almost all back. So we're uh, taking a bit of a breath uh, from the roster standpoint. There's still a few missing pieces, but uh, the last couple of days have been turning to the draft and the global draft and get focusing on uh, on the rest of the 2021 roster
0: so was it hard are any of these negotiations and discussions difficult or did pretty much to a man every player say you know what I want to be back and I'm willing to take a pay cut to do so
1: yeah you know the the discussions were hard I mean these are difficult conversations but you know it's a small league and I think word got around of the reality of the situation that that uh, each team was in and with a reduced cap that Uh, these type of conversations were coming and I think it speaks volumes to the type of uh, type of locker room that we have and the type of team that Mike, uh, you know, that Mike wants with uh, with a tight knit group of guys. And and I I think the I think the most important thing is all these guys wanted to be back together, you know, and and we didn't get a chance in 2020 to defend the Grey Cup. And Um, who knows what the season will or won't look like. We're proceeding as, as normal, you know, with a, with a May training camp and fingers crossed, that's what's going to happen. But the reality is we don't know. So a veteran group that can come in and, you know, at the, you know, the drop of a hat, be ready to play and, and go. So we're, uh, you know, we're excited to bring the majority of the core back and, and, and see if we can repeat.
0: So who is left on the list right now to get signed?
1: Um, I'm looking at it right now. So on, on offense, a couple of receivers, Janarian, obviously our, our, our star returner, um, is exploring all NFL options and same with lucky. Uh, Kenny Lawler is, you know, it's, I thought we were close and then it kind of stalled, uh, on defense, Steven Richardson, one of the starters. So we're a little bit off. So we're, we're close. I mean, we're close to a bunch of guys and, um, We'll see. As I said, nothing, uh, nothing goes exactly the way you want when, when you're trying to build the roster, but we're, uh, we're still working towards, towards it. But mo- as I said earlier, most of the heavy lifting is done, and now we'll, uh, you know, we'll tend to focus on the draft and the global draft and, and keep plugging away, and hopefully we can get these guys done before, uh, for, for agency in February.
0: When you have to be under the cap, what's the rule with that?
1: Well, te- well, the auditors come in, and uh, at the end of the calendar year, so December, uh, December thirty-first is when you get audited and see where where you are uh, in re- in relationship to the cap. So um, you can start, you know, you can start over the cap and see if you can make it up throughout the year. But uh, uh, by the letter of the law, uh, you do not have to be under the cap until the end of the calendar year. Okay, but
0: I imagine that this year more than any other year it's gonna it would be pretty hard to circumnavigate that if you start the year above the cap
1: yeah you know what in years past and it's 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 no different than in years past when you put your roster together at this time of year you've got your spreadsheet you've got your dollar values Um, it's just a different number you know what I mean so it's it's a it was obviously much more difficult to get uh, to get the salary cap in order this year uh, than in years past, where uh, uh, for obvious reasons, you know, without without money coming to the organization that we've been asked uh, to operate at a, at a reduced cost. And the players understood that and were willing to, you know, to, to, to do their share and, and buy in as best they could. Or, and, you you know, as I said earlier, I, I think it speaks that the players want to be back and, and want to be back together and see if, uh, you know, see if we can defend the great Cup.
0: Looking ahead to free agency in a couple of weeks, obviously you've got some other draft work to do before that. But will you be looking at free agents coming in, bringing in some other parts from other teams that are available?
1: Um, you know what? we we've we've kind of shifted our focus uh, in the early years where we weren't very good and we were losing games and and you had to flip your roster in for agency and uh that was just the position we were forced to be in and i said back in those days it would be nice to get to an organization strategy wise like a, like a Calgary who tends not to do much in for agency and they they keep their own players and you might lose a player or two in for agency but you scout and you draft and you replace them and i think that's where we've evolved to we've been pretty quiet in free agency the last few years and focused mostly on uh keeping our own core intact and you know i I don't anticipate this year being any different to be honest with you
0: okay so we uh we'll, we'll pay attention or we'll stay tuned to see what happens in a couple weeks but i don't think anyone's expecting a free agent frenzy like we'd normally see just because of the financial situation across the league
1: yeah, you know what, certainly for our team where we've been quiet for agency and you've seen other teams, I, I still I still do believe that there'll be a lot of teams active in free agency. It's just not going to be the uh, the bidding wars I don't think will be there as much as they, they have been. I think uh, most teams are trying to concentrate on getting their core group of guys back and seeing how much money they do or don't have left. But, uh, you know, with the reduced, you know, certainly from our standpoint, with the reduced cap that we're operating from, there's just not going to be a – you know, a lot of money left over to, to explore for agency.
0: How's the global draft working this year?
1: Uh, you know, same as before we, we were, uh, we were preparing in 2020 to go for a draft. So we were, we were ready to go. Uh, obviously that was delayed. So now we'll have to see what names are added to that list. But, you know, luckily we've, uh, you know we've prepped and been ready to do all the work for last year's draft, so it's more or less dusting off the global draft books and uh, and kind of revisiting that and and you know see if we can add a player or, or two uh, from the global pool of talent that can help our team, like like the Adverick did.
0: What kind of scouting is available for you? What kind of options do you have to monitor uh, international players?
1: You, you know what the CFL has hired a a central scout. Um, that sort of looks after all the teams. So he's out there. Uh, he, you know, prior to prior to COVID, he was out doing all the combines, doing all the research sort of compiling all the data uh, where each team could go in and, and we would pick his brain and to varying levels, depending on, you know, you know, how serious you were taking this global draft and uh, get his information, read his scouting reports. And, and more importantly, you know, doing the film work and writing up your reports and, and talking to all the players and, and doing that so it's not it's not like each team is flying all over the globe uh evaluating players it's uh as i said they've they've got more of a centralized scouting system with the global work which is uh which is i think a great idea
0: have you picked Yadrick's brain about some
1: players perhaps overseas that he liked yeah not as you know you know what it's interesting that um You'll see, I, I bet when the global draft comes around, you're going to see that the majority of the players drafted have spent a lot of time in the NCAA. So I think that'll be the, uh, and they've added the the Australian group, which adds a lot of punters into the draft. So it'll be a little bit different than, than the last draft uh, where there was a much smaller uh, talent pool, um, mostly based out of the small European leagues. I think this year you're going to see Uh, Some players with, you know, this, uh, they they have an NFL pathway program where they give uh, some European players uh, a chance to be on a practice roster for a year or two. So some of these players uh, that have grown and and developed their skills on NFL practice rosters will be in there. And as I said, there's a lot of good Australian punters in there so that the uh, the talent of this global draft will be drastically different than the last one.
0: Now, before I let you go, last time you were on, we talked about your foray into fantasy sports, and you mentioned that you had a fantasy football playoff game coming up. That was about a month ago. How did it go? Yeah, I lost
1: my, you know, right, rightfully so. <laughs> I think I had, somehow I was dead last in the league in points four, but I snuck into the playoffs. So, embarrassingly, I, I limped in the playoffs and went out early, so now my, uh. You know, my son's got me in a basketball league, which I know even less about. But I'm—I uh, seem like in second place right now. But knowing—knowing knowing nothing about basketball, to be honest with you. Well, maybe that's better. Me, Brian months has got me in some sort of hockey pool, so I'm—I'm I'm also in a hockey pool. Which uh, wow. You know, I, yeah, so I'm pretty busy with my fantasy sports.
0: Are people expecting you to be a good GM just because you're? a you know, a, a good football GM in the CFL. People are like, why can't he draft a good hockey team?
1: Why can't he draft a basketball team? Well, I got Connor McDavid on my team. That's a good. Well, that's start. good. That's a good start. Yes. Well,
0: I uh, I got dragged into a fantasy hockey league by Jamie Thomas of uh, Jets Radio for the first time in a number of years, and so far it's not going well. So, we will. Uh, it's early. It's early. No one like no one likes hearing about people talking about their fantasy teams. So I'll I'll cut yeah, it off there, Kyle. Appreciate your time tonight. <laughs> Thanks for this, and uh, good luck with the uh, free agency and the
1: draft. Thank you. Anytime. We
0: turn our attention to women's hockey in Team Canada's training camp. Opened in Calgary this week to determine who will wear the Maple Leaf in Nova Scotia in April at the World Championship. 47 players in total invited to the camp, including four Manitobans. Blue Line veterans Josh- Jocelyn Larocque from St. Anne and Mallard's Bridget Laquette. Forward Ashton Bell from Deloraine, who was one of 12 players who were invited, but unable to actually attend. And goalie Kristen Campbell from Brandon. The 23-year-old enjoyed a stellar collegiate career at the University of Wisconsin. In 2019, she led the Badgers to the national title by recording shutouts in their last three games. An incredible performance that resulted in her being named the most outstanding player of the Frozen Four. I caught up with Campbell earlier this afternoon from Calgary, and I started by asking her "Well, how it feels to be out on the ice.
2: Um, Yeah, it feels really good. It's definitely uh, been a long time coming. We've been in our small groups, obviously training, but it's nice to be back, uh, back with the team here, so...
0: What was 2020 like for you after everything kind of got shut down in March?
2: Um, Yeah, it was definitely, like for many people, it was a roller coaster, I would say, for sure. Um, just with our college season ending and then graduating, uh, finishing up my degree online uh, for most of the remainder of the semester. So I was back in Brandon, Manitoba doing that. And then, yeah, just a lot of training and preparing for whenever an opportunity would present itself. So definitely a lot of uh, things that happened, though.
0: (laughs) So when did you leave Madison?
2: Um, I left, I guess it was March uh, 14th, 15th. We were supposed to play that weekend in a quarterfinal game for the NCAA finals, but obviously it got canceled. So then I ended up coming home. Yeah.
0: And I, I guess you you haven't been back just because the border's been closed
2: um yeah I actually I had to go in to get my stuff right of course Uh, you could if you had a lease obviously so I was back quickly but obviously not to uh see anyone but just to grab everything that I had down there
0: so was it a little bit I guess bittersweet the fact that you didn't get to finish the season when you had so much promise as a team
2: yeah for sure it was like it was tough uh, getting that close. Like I guess we are technically a few games away uh, from the finals again. But no, for sure. Uh, obviously, uh, COVID has caused many uh, complications for many people. So it was something that was bigger than sports. So it is sad like how we all ended our careers and how we really haven't had that closure as a senior group. But I'm sure one day we'll get back together. So that'll be special when that happens.
0: So you've uh, you've graduated then technically. Have you did you get a ceremony or anything?
2: Um yeah, I graduated in May. Uh, it was actually a virtual ceremony. So usually, they have it at Camp Randall, which is the football stadium, and there's like so many people there, like fifty thousand people there. But um yeah, it was virtual, so that's how we ended up graduating. But yeah, I'm not sure if eventually in the future we'll hopefully get together to get together as a graduation class but
0: what's your degree in
2: uh rehabilitation psychology
0: so what are you hoping to do
2: um i want to get my master's in sports psychology eventually but um yeah right now i'm just really focused on training and hockey but i'll look at going back to school eventually i think
0: of course so this development camp how do you feel you stack up as one of the six goaltenders
2: um, yeah, so I'm the youngest goaltender here, actually, but I've played at the under 18 and under 22 level of Team Canada. So just really excited to be here. And I was at this camp last year, too. So uh, got my friend the door at the senior team last year and just really excited about this opportunity, as last year was my first time at that level. And now I know kind of uh, what it takes to get to that next level. So just really excited.
0: Was there any kind of starstruck factor for the first time you were at camp last year?
2: Oh, I think there were moments, yeah. Like, there's players obviously out on the ice on your team and playing against you uh, that you grew up idolizing and watching on TV. Like, Marie-Philippe Poulin was on my team. And just, there is moments, but then you just kind of have to bring yourself back and (laughs) just remember that you're doing what you love out there and that you just got to compete and do the best that you can, so try to bring myself back uh, (laughs) when I find myself wandering like that.
0: Are you going to make the team? Do you hope to make the team? What are your expectations for yourself here?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it's my goal to make a national team uh, at the highest level of Team Canada. Since since I was young, I always had uh, my sights set on playing in the Olympics. So definitely it's a process, and I'm really excited to take the next step at this camp and showcase uh, what I've been working towards here over the last few years and playing 5 years of college hockey down in the states and just uh showcase where my games at but for sure is a goal of mine to play in the Olympics Team Canada so
0: what kind of training were you able to do in Brandon over the last 8 9 months
2: um yeah so i guess with things being closed for a while when i got home in march i built a home gym so I actually saved up a lot of money and spent it on a treadmill. I bought an assault bike. I really built a gym that I could do all my workouts at home from. And then, yeah, it was a lot of a mixture of different things. We obviously didn't have access to ice for a while, so I was doing a lot of work on my slide board. Uh, I got some artificial ice from my garage, so I was able to get on skates and get on that a little bit. But definitely was finding new ways to train and just kind of being flexible and it was really actually kind of interesting, like finding things uh, that you didn't really think of before, and just finding new ways to keep yourself in shape and keep yourself moving forward. So uh, definitely a lot of at home workouts, and then it was exciting when they finally opened rinks again, and we got to train for a little bit um, on the ice before I moved to Calgary. So.
0: And when did you move out?
2: Um, it was around August that I moved out here.
0: And is that because you were getting ready to train out there? What was the reason to move to Calgary?
2: Um, Sorry, actually, I tried out for the PWHPA, so Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, and there's different teams throughout Canada right now. But Calgary is actually one of the locations that has a team, so that was one of my reasons. And then also um, to train with Hockey Canada, we have little skills groups throughout Canada that train together year, uh, like yearly. So Uh, there's like a handful of us out here in Calgary that skate together every day and work out together every day that are are in the Team Canada program. So that was another big reason. But we also have team practices and then eventually hopefully games when obviously the situation clears up a little bit more with the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association.
0: Mm -hmm. Are you getting paid for that?
2: Um, Not currently, no, but it's something that's being worked towards.
0: Of course that's one of the goals to get one league and we know that the uh, NWHL south of the border they're having a bubble uh, very mm-hmm. soon for the Isabel Cup down at Lake Placid. Is that something you're going to pay attention to or would you have had you not been at the training camp here?
2: Um. Yeah I mean I know girls that play in the NWHL and obviously I'm really into hockey and I keep tabs on pretty much everything hockey so for sure what uh looked into it but right now just being in this bubble we're very focused obviously on uh what we're going to do here collectively as a team so haven't really been honestly on my phone or computer very much here so
0: okay what kind you mentioned the bubble what kind of restrictions are there out in calgary for you right now just to your whole day what does it look like
2: mm-hmm. yeah so hockey can is testing us obviously regularly for covid19 so we're getting those tests done, uh, in our hotel rooms at the doors. And basically, uh, things do look a lot different than a normal camp. Like we're in single rooms and we don't have roommates. And then we basically go to the rink. Uh, we skate, we get our skate in, we do our workouts. We're in small groups right now. So we're not, uh, all 35 people together at once. We have our little group that we stick with. And then we come back to the hotel, um, we basically get all our meals delivered to our rooms. So it is very uh, different than what we're used to, but yes, Hockey Canada is following a very strict uh, COVID protocol out here. So,
0: Are all the goalies together? Or are they separated to make sure that if one position group gets knocked out, that you don't have to worry about having no goalies?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Things are very strategically placed. Like right now there's two teams, like a team red and a team white. So obviously each team has three goalies. So When we do our goalie skates, it's just team red goalies on the ice together, um, just in groups of three right now. So we haven't even made it to the full team practices yet. So they're really taking things uh, step by step.
0: I'm curious from a goaltending point of view, you can do all the training you want, but having not faced pucks coming at you in a while, is that something that you you have to get used to again, facing live action, or is it going to be easy to get right Mm -hmm. back into it?
2: Um, I don't think it'll be too bad. Like we've been able to keep skating out here leading up to camp, um, not specifically in Calgary, but in other locations like, uh, BC places that we were able to get exemptions due to this camp. So we were able to come in here prepared and having skated quite a bit. So, um, definitely having a quarantine, like prior to camp, you weren't on the ice obviously. So you're doing other things like vision training and, Uh, I did lots of juggling, lots of uh, visualization and meditating, just stuff that's going to keep you engaged and ready when you do face shots. So I think that's something that will come back pretty quickly, and I'm more just really excited to finally uh, get some pucks, hopefully, here in the next couple days.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So are you a Jets fan living in Brandon?
2: Yeah, yeah, I am.
0: (laughs) Okay. Are you able to follow what's going on in the NHL? You mentioned you're a big hockey fan.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been following, but honestly, like I said, it's been kind of a crazy <laughs> past week. So I'll have like a couple NHL games on here and there when we do have a few spare minutes, but yeah.
0: Okay. One last question before you let you go. I'm actually heading to Brandon in a few weeks for an MRI. Uh, any recommendations for restaurants? Because I'll be eating dinner before my MRI. Where should I go to get my meal?
2: Oh, Okay. Um, <laughs> trying to think of a few good ones. Uh, usually, I mean, depends what the type of food you like.
0: I'll eat just <laughs> about anything.
2: Food. Yeah. Um, honestly, we have some new ones there. Like, when I was back, I guess I haven't eaten on a Santa restaurant for a while. But, well,
0: yeah, another vibe.
2: Um, Original Joe's is a new one we have there. It's a classic.
0: That's a chain, kind of yeah.
2: Grill. Yeah. Um,. Trying to think, like, honestly, I haven't been because of living in the States, right? Okay, like, I honestly haven't been home long enough to really like (laughs) even know what we have going on now. But that was the last one I've ate at there. But
0: okay, well, maybe I'll just uh, there's
2: also uh, honestly, Joe Beaver's. I don't know if you've heard of that, it's kind of like a sport bar. Like, I would say that because I've heard lots of good things about it, so okay, yeah, yeah.
0: I was in Brandon for the Briar, uh, what was that, 2019. And I oh, okay. went there and it was after like a week of fast food. I just, it was, a, there are a lot of poutines on the menu there. Let's just put it that way. There are a lot <laughs> of greasy options.
2: Thinking. Like what I was thinking was like, I've never ate there, but I've heard that it's like, yeah, lots of poutine and lots of like greasy food, but I guess it depends what you're in the mood for.
0: Well, we'll see what I got a 9pm <laughs> MRI for, uh, for my back. So we'll see how I'm oh, feeling okay. on the day, but, yeah. uh, well, I appreciate your time, Kristen. Thanks for this. Good luck at camp.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, good luck with your MRI.
0: Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from seven to nine with me, Christian O'Mell, Or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow! If you got an Android, then I dig you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast, please. Subscribe. You
2: can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?